What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. I'm Will, the host. I'm Mike, the favorite host. We're finally back. <laughs> Bro, you're not the favorite host. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> we are finally back. Uh, we stepped out the country. Uh, oh, where we went? Where did we go? We went. Uh, we were banned in the front lines of uh, Ukraine against Russia. Is that where we were? That's exactly where we were. Oh, no. As you can see, we came back, we brolic, you know. Um, nah, man. Sorry for taking a month off, y'all, but we, we needed a little bit of break. <clears throat> you know, one thing that we are about on this show is not talking about bullshit. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And there was a, some weeks, man, where we were like, man, all of this just feels like low-hanging fruit. Like, it just feels like clickbaity social media nonsense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we just said fuck it and we took a couple weeks about a month off um but if you are a patron you've been seeing our stuff mm. well, isn't that right, Mike? what's up isn't that right that is absolutely right we've actually been going ham on the atlanta reviews lately atlanta is- atlanta atlanta here we go if you ain't watching atlanta i don't know what you're doing with your life to be honest with you bam um it's been lit shout out to people who've been watching the videos um liking them or whatever um it's been lit man um y'all y'all may or may not know but we're huge atlanta fans huge and, and berry fans but we're gonna get to that later we're gonna get the bears but atlanta <laughs> is so good because there's so, so many different reasons but we've been having like spoiler field reviews but also like really critical analysis on what we feel like the show's trying to say uh, which is a lot this season and um you can get in on the conversation for only five dollars only five dollars. Only five dollars. The less than a damn cheeseburger from McDonald's at this rate, because inflation is going crazy. Yeah, we got y'all though. This price ain't changing no time soon. Um, unless we blow up, then it might be five hundred. I don't know. We'll see then. But for now, it's only five dollars. Yeah, check us out. It is. It is a good time. Patreon.com/slash Cultivated Ignorance. Yeah, man. Speaking of Patreon, um. One of the benefits of one of the higher tier, I think this is a five dollars tier actually, is getting your performance art event uh, promoted. And it doesn't have to be performance art per se, but we mostly you know prom- promote performance art events here because you know that's what I'm all about. Will hates the arts because he just he just I hate bad art. As well, I'm not gonna say as anyone should, but mm. as you have the right to. No, no, you don't. No one has any right to criticize any art, but. Uh, Wits in Poetry, which is like the longest running nonprofit, poetry nonprofit anyway, in Greenville, South Carolina, is popping off May 22nd. That is a Sunday. Yes, you can go out on Sunday. Don't be out like you got to go to work and everything. Um, <laughs> the Say What series is coming back. If you don't know what Say What is, usually a bunch of slam poets, usually open mic, using poetry. It's usually poetry, fun, and games. It's a good old time. Um, like I said, May 22nd at 7.30 p.m., we will have Marley Quinn, Dove Dupree, and Shay Black, who are two people that I, I love to death. I featured in my own show. Um, your favorite Merce. And I think the feature is this poet called uh, Black Phoenix. Very dope, dude. Um, it's going to be a good-ass night, man. It's all going down at Coffee Underground in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, if you're not in South Carolina, please come in. We'll be having dope-ass shows, man. Please come through. Uh, this is going to be a great show. Like I said, May 22nd. That's a Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Coffee Underground in Greenville. Uh, tickets are only $10. You can go to the website at witsinpoetry.com to buy tickets, or you can just go to the door and buy tickets. 
Only ten dollars for some amazing entertainment. You know, check him out, man. It's a, it's a good ass time. I remember uh, I came to uh, Blue Note and I saw Doug Dupree. Yeah, you know right. I'm super critical of all the people that come through, all yeah. the people that do poetry because a lot of it's bad. But um, <laughs> that dude was extremely dope. Incredible. Extremely dope. I think I bought a book, uh, something else, right on the spot. Like, so I need y'all to understand how important that is. Like, Will does not fuck with poetry oh, I, like I that. I'm trying, and it's just all <laughs> finger snaps. Don't listen to him as far as poetry thing. But as you can see, he's highly critical, and if he touched his heart, then it's, it's saying a lot. Because, yeah, hey, man, check him out, man. So. What you been up to over this past month, dog? I know we've been doing the Atlanta reviews, but yeah, man. Of that, we ain't really caught up like that. Oh man, you know, um, <clears throat> hey, life, love, joy. Um, <laughs> still working on the nonprofit um, on executive committee of Alternate Roots, which is a this big ass nonprofit from uh, out of Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we got a retreat coming up, and on June, we're well, gonna be a bunch of artists just getting together, sharing art. Loving on each other, eating and shit. Uh, that's gonna be fun. Off of each other? We might be. It might be that kind of party. Like you know, <laughs> poets get down. Um, yeah. Other than that, man, just we're still working on just you know social justice movements behind the scenes. Y'all gonna find out more about that down the road. Um, and just trying to enjoy life, man. Just not trying to get too bogged down in the whole you know fight the power shit. Just trying to enjoy enjoy my you family. Gotta, you 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 gotta go all the way into it. I'm all the way into it, but I can still live my life too. <laughs> and so that's why I'm trying to strike that balance. So, yeah. yeah, man, what about you? I'm not gonna lie, man. I've just been coasting. Work is so busy, you know. I've been trying to do, trying to survive at this point. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. if you're gonna make it in this capitalist society, you know, that's what you gotta do, you know. <laughs> Slave for the man, mm -hmm. rest. Get get not enough rest <laughs> and then go back to slavery. Get not enough rest on purpose. And then go back to <laughs> nah, man, life has been good, man. I just had a birthday, turned 34. 44 is fine. 34. Hey, the spot, in my, the gap in my head is 40. Hey, I've got that, I got that Myron going on. Like, you got yeah. that Myron LeBron mix, right? <laughs> <up on you. laughs> Um, but no, nah, man, every, everything is beautiful, man. Life is life is good, so no complaints. Tell them the difference between how we celebrated your birthday this year versus how we celebrated in our early 20s. Bro, it's a real washed birthday. <laughs> Just super washed. We're going to enjoy each other oh, shit. in the most responsible way possible. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... We're going to talk while we wait on our table. Yes, we're going to go to dinner. We're going to have no more than one, maybe two drinks. Yes. <laughs> we're going to depart. We're going to talk in the parking lot before we depart, though. We're going to talk. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to talk before we depart. We're going to have engaging conversation yeah. right before that. But then we all know that we are all tired. By what are we in? Like, was it like nine o'clock? It was like nine or ten. Like, it was, <laughs> it was relatively early for the rest of the world. What well, is funny? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man, like it was, it was still legit. I ain't got no complaints. You know, I mean, look, like, bro, like the more I think about it, man, like I don't need like wild shit. I feel like wild shit is like for the younger 
Bro, because as long as I'm around my people, like I don't too much care. That's how it feels now. If you just, as long as you're just in good company, like good loving company, and y'all just have like good ass conversations, which was basically the whole night was just good ass conversations. Yeah, that's what it's all about. So yeah. Um. But yeah, man. So what? So so what are we talking about today? Man, so you know your your dad out here, um, your stepdaddy Kevin Samuels, you know, passed away. Which I'm not gonna lie, I was legit. Rumor, rumor. It's rumored, but I feel like it's pretty much confirmed at this point. Like, it seems pretty true. Yeah, I texted Will as soon as I heard because it, it was just wow. Like, I just did not see that coming at all. Um, he passed away, and you knew it was gonna be a firestorm on social media uh, after it happened. But sure enough, that's what happened. People were super fucking gross. Oh my god, it's been, of course, two polar opposite sides of. Damn, Kevin Samuels died. What a tragedy. It's going to be missed. He did so much for the community. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And yay, that nigga's gone. Nah, fucking nigga. Da, da, da. Celebrate. <laughs> like, <laughs> tap this. So people was posting that meme with that woman, like, smiling at somebody's great um, um, coffin. Did you see it? Mm-mm. She's, like, leaning on the coffin, like, smiling, like, like she's <laughs> taking a picture with her family or some shit. All kind of crazy shit. Um, but what I found interesting... As someone who does not support Kevin Samuels, I don't really like him at all. But I don't feel, feel any joy in taking, you know, celebrating somebody's death. Um, but what I found interesting is people defending Kevin were saying that people were just mad at him because he had a difference of opinion. And I was like, I feel like y'all are being disingenuous because this man is clearly, and you can see in his career shift that he clearly intended to be rude and demeaning to several people. And it's so funny that you just call that a difference of opinion, but it made me think, uh, what is that thin line between someone just sharing a difference of opinion and someone actually promoting some potential hate speech that could actually endanger people's lives and, um, and just cause general, you know, division amongst people. Um, what is the difference between that and how do we call that out without trying to censor people entirely? So like, I guess, like, how do you, because I think, like, part of the issue is, like, people don't believe that he's spreading hate speech. It's more of just, like, a critique of Black women or a critique of people that are in the the lower class or, you know, people who are, you know, what a lot of people would say are poor or societally, like, down bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I guess, like, is is him pointing that out in an individual hate speech? Like, where's the hate speech critique come from? So I don't know if I'm I'm not necessarily saying I don't know if I think he's he was actually promoting hate speech per se. I don't know. I'm still on the fence about that. Okay. Um, but it was unnecessarily rude and demeaning, and I think he knows that he knew that, and he purposely did that because he knew that would get it to rise out of people. Um, you can critique people, you can call out people without calling them, you know, calling women linebackers and shit, uh, without calling women over 35, leftover women, without calling dudes fat fucks and shit, which is your shit. <laughs> shit that killed you. <laughs> hey, like, I laugh about it, but Loki said, Kevin Samuels talk mad shit about me. <laughs> like, oh I, my God. <laughs> but, bro, like, I feel, I feel like it's a bunch of sensitive. Okay, first off, you know, I think everybody's sensitive nowadays. Yeah. But like, bro, just 
laugh at it if you can. <laughs> but you know that anybody lives a life that worth that's worth living and has you know cares about themselves or has people in their life that they care about is going to be sensitive about something. Yeah, like me and you are best friends. Been you know we're basically brothers, and we make fun of each other all the time. But if I say the wrong thing about Mackenzie, like this whole friendship could be over with. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I don't, I never understand the whole, the only thing I understand about the whole oversensitive thing is, yeah, some people just don't want to get you. Some people just don't want to like you. Mm-hmm. So they will claim that you're doing more harm than you're actually doing. But Kevin Samuels was someone who was intentionally being rude and demeaning to people to get money because he knew it was profitable. And like, why are we acting like that's just a difference of opinion? I th- the majority of the people who I before his death because i haven't i ain't paid it too much attention to these people at post death yeah they're just they're just nonsense um but majority of people bef- beforehand like they were like oh yeah he's rude and such and such but like it was mostly like the critique he had of black women not necessarily that <clears throat> they were ugly or fat but it was the parts that he disagreed with like as far as mentality and as far as you know the role they played and stuff like that like that was the majority where hate i saw people hate him on you know what i mean yes i don't know if i'll say majority because i think i'll say this so i had um did you watch this whole joe button podcast interview i watched it i i watched the whole thing i can't say that i remember the whole thing okay i think first of all I'm glad I watched it because it really showed me why I don't fuck with him or why so many people don't fuck with him, but also why so many people do fuck with him. Um, with the woman thing, for example, the way he talks about the mentality of women is, first of all, I think he's talking about a very small majority of women who don't want to cooperate with men who have, I want to say irrational standards, who have irrational thoughts of I deserve the world and I have to, I don't have to give anything to the world. And he's talking about, he's talked about women as like a revenge type of thing of like men have been shut down by women for so long. So like now it's time for us to get our revenge. And he completely dismisses like any type of sexism, misogynist violence that women have suffered to make his arguments. And so when you do that, like you're not only being disingenuous, but like you're talking about a very small minority of women who think like that and actually believe what they're saying. So when you build a whole platform on that, like, yeah, people are like, what are you, you're obviously trying to get out of angle right here. Like, do you think his whole platform is built on that or the, the fact that like, because what I've taken from it is the fact that women get, or black people are married as at a lower clip than they used to because women feel like they don't need men and a, a few other factors, and this is kind of tearing the black family and the black community apart. Not necessarily blaming women, but holding women accountable. It's it's only holding women accountable. It's okay. So it's focused on holding women accountable for what they do wrong, but it's completely jumping over the conversation of, well, why don't women want to get married in terms of interpersonal interaction, like? Why aren't women just marrying any old dude anymore? Because the answer is, of course, because they don't have to. Like, women have more power now. They don't have to put up with bullshit anymore. 
But he yeah. skips that whole conversation of why do women desire to be in long-term partnerships? It just says women don't want to be in partnerships anymore. Therefore, they're dividing our, our families, period. <laughs> like, it's full stop. That's the problem. Like, that's the completely disingenuous. You're not asking women, you're not, you're not discussing how women have historically had to be in partnership with men because they didn't really have a choice. They didn't really have any resources or put, like wealth or possession of their own. They had to attach themselves to a man, literally legally. But you skip that whole part and just say like, oh, it's not like the good old days anymore where women want to be partnered with men. You're just saying women are fucking up. <laughs> he holds men accountable too. Like I just, <laughs> to but a like, degree. yeah. He he holds men accountable. It's just like they're not the main ones calling in, or at least I don't know if they are, but he only has, he has show, some shows with men on it, but a lot of the shows he doesn't. And I don't know if that's intentional or if that what well, was, I don't know if that was intentional or if that was just the viewership that his, you know, audience turned into. I think he was very well curated who was allowed to call in and what type of audience he was drawing in the first place. All of those very strategic. But there's a reason he doesn't have, he's not, so I believe the owner of a platform must be responsible for the type of audience that they um, curate for the platform. Not, because we know people are drawn to certain types of content. Mm -hmm. uh, naturally, yeah, of course, some people go to stuff that they don't normally go to, that just look at, just see what's going, what's going on over there. But for the most part, like you're, you know, like Travis Scott knows what kind of fans he's getting. Drake knows what kind of fans he's getting. Yeah. Like Kevin saying, so when you put out a certain narrative, you know you're going to get a certain type of response, whether it be man or a woman. So, like, when people say, like, oh, well, most of the women, it's mostly women calling in. Well, what type of woman? Because there's, like, women who definitely subscribe to patriarchy and white supremacist ideology, just like the men do. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, of course they subscribe to that. And of course they'll call in. And but that for me is not like a valid excuse for you to keep doing what you're doing. It's like why? Here's my question to you, and like I don't know if you do. You say you consider yourself like a Kevin Samuels fan? What, what do you consider? Yourself? Not a fan. Like I, I I see where he's coming from on some stuff. And I support some stuff, and I feel like we don't have to throw it all away because we don't like parts of the message. I got you. Um. I guess my biggest question, and this is not a Kevin Samuels, this is this is what creates a Kevin Samuels and was going to keep creating Kevin Samuels. Why can't we see, why can't we envision a society that takes care of like everybody the way they need to be taken care of? And what I mean by that is whenever he talks about um, building up men, from what I've seen anyway, and from that interview in particular, it's always like how men can recover from not being loved properly or treated properly by women. But the response is, let's tear down women so we can build up men. That's what I hear, and that's definitely what I heard all throughout that interview. Why can't we envision a world where we just like properly take care of one another <laughs> and everybody's being properly loved on? No one has to be like working themselves into the ground to be called a provider. No one has to be this super soft, defenseless, you know, all-fearing specimen because considered wife material. Why can't we envision the society where we don't have to, you know, adhere to any of this bullshit? We can just collectively work towards that versus let's just have this fucking gender war and see who comes out on top. <laughs> like, what's, how's that productive? Um, 
I don't know if it's necessarily productive, but it just is the way it is. <laughs> and as far as speaking about the future and how we change the minds and everything, I don't think am I am I pe- am I pessimistic in saying this? I feel like I'm just right, but like I feel like people are kind of too selfish to get there. You know, people are out for their own, I guess, survival. But why is that the case? Why do you think that's the case? Because we've been taught that that there's a finite amount of things. uh, You know what I mean? So you have to be geared towards your own personal gain. Uh Um. It's, it's human nature to want to survive. You know what I mean? For sure. And so with that, there's going to be competition. I, I know I know you believe we're just gluttonous and all this other stuff. Gluttonous and greedy and shit like that, but which mm-hmm. we are. But like as far as like <clears throat> there's just I don't I don't think you can change that in people. Change what? The the feeling of uh, comfort in knowing the community has you. You know what I mean? To where you don't have to be in competition with someone. But what type of competition are we talking about? Are we talking about like, does it have to, because it hasn't always been this way because capitalism hasn't always been around. Um, the capitalist ideology hasn't always been around. Does it always have to be a competition? Like is, but is but is it historically is it any different in other governments that we've seen over the past? Say, I don't know, five hundred years, maybe it will because was that forty? I don't know, but you know, you know, like since modern history. Yeah, well, cap. So even if you talk about capitalism, capitalism hasn't always been the way it is now. This is what I'm, and this is what I'll be trying to say. Like, I know I talk shit about capitalism, but I keep I'm talking about capitalism in the current sense of the of the word. But capitalism hasn't even always been this way. It was a point of simply, you know, means to an end type of thing. And yes, human labor was still being exploited, but it wasn't to this level, and it wasn't to this level of a sense of scarcity being instilled in people to make people feel like they have to you know step on one another to get it it was simply supply and demand so is there real scarcity now do you think there's any real scarcity now with the seven billion people on the planet depends on what you're talking about but the type of things that he's building a narrative of scarcity on i don't think there's a scarcity of at all in terms of instilling fear in women that if you don't get married by 30 years old for example then you might be fucking shit out of luck out here it's just not true but well i don't know because i'm not a woman and i'm not an older woman either but i feel like this is the same rhetoric that they've been taught already to my woman yeah yeah so that's what i'm saying none of it is true like that's what I'm, it's not a kevin so much the kevin samuels thing it's a culture that makes a kevin samuels why is it not true that woman over 30 or un, like undesirable? Not undesirable, but less desirable. 
Like, because, okay, just because it doesn't taste good, that doesn't make it, I guess, any less true. But people, women over 30 are, <laughs> get booed up all the time, is what I'm saying. Like, this, people within their dating range, within their age range, within their class range. I don't, well, I don't think 30 is fair, but maybe 35, like, I feel like your options start to come. You know what I mean? You can say you might have less options. I'm saying he builds a narrative of, you're gonna be you're gonna die alone. Isn't that his motto? You're gonna die alone if you don't fucking hurry <laughs> and find somebody to <laughs> settle down <laughs> with. <laughs> you can talk about how your options <laughs> I will give you that. He does say that shit a lot. This is why black women are dying alone. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I will give you that. He does say that shit. That's what I'm saying, but it's all intertwined in how he describes everything and what he, whatever he's trying to get you to buy into. It's business one, it's business one-on-one. Like <laughs> Whatever you're trying to get you to buy into, you have to give this create this false sense of scarcity. Like, if you don't act right now, you're gonna miss out. And I'm asking people, is, is this what y'all want? Like, is this what the because remember I asked you, like, people, I feel like people are willing to get rich by any means necessary. Yeah. Even if there's a black face attached to that, is that really what we want? You just see more black people getting rich by any means necessary, even if it means stepping on other black people or exploiting other black people. No, I'm just no. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. Like, I guess there's a degree to the the steps. Like, is it a stomp? Is it a light <laughs> light tapping? Like, <laughs> are we like exploiting black people by making them buy shitty, trendy clothing that's going to go out in a year, <laughs> or are we selling crack to our communities? <laughs> it's, it's levels. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I agree that there's levels. <laughs> Cause like we said, like all labor, all paid labor is exploitation in some form or fashion. So I do agree that there's levels. Um I don't know, man. Like I feel I don't know. I, yes, he's exploiting his position and shit, but like that's what I don't disagree with that aspect of it. Um, could he do it in a nicer way? Yeah, but that shit ain't gonna get him paid. It's and also it's kind of not gonna get the message across. Like you're not gonna get the same audience. But that's what I'm saying. That's what we have to collectively build a new way of getting messages about this. The revolution has to be a cultural revolution. You can't just pop up one day and say, I'm gonna do this and it's gonna be successful. We have to collectively support a new way of giving each other's messaging, interacting with each other, loving each other. Like you have to collectively work at that. You can't just be like, well, everybody else is doing I'm, it. So it is, it's so hard of a concept to buy into because I've seen it go this way for so long. That's So that's what I'm saying. But it's like, I get what you're saying, but it just, in my mind, it seems all Disney and utopian and fake. Like this is this just seems unattainable. Like okay, so I want you to remember something real quick. <laughs> remember we was watching Lovecraft and yeah. um what's fine as um dark skinned woman name? I can't remember all of a sudden. Oh Didi or what was her name? Was it name Didi? Was it no no, it was like V oh, fuck. Chocolate thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, remember the scene where she was walking to some private property. And some white dude was like, hey, nigger, get out of here, or whatever the fuck. 
Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And um, and a white girl, she was posing as a dude. She came and then was like, "Hey, don't worry." She, she basically said, "Like, don't worry. She's my nigger. Don't don't worry about. It. Leave her alone." <laughs> basically. And like, she was so grateful for that moment because she saved her life or whatever. And I was like pissed off. I was like, "Why the fuck would you be grateful for some shit like that?" And you were like, "Well, maybe that's like the only." That's the that's the best outcome she could have hoped for in that moment. Like maybe that's the only way she saw herself coming out of this thing alive was her, this white dude claiming her as her nigger. And I was like, shit, you probably right. So I think about all our ancestors who thought like there's no way out of slavery. This shit would be forever. That's why so many of our parents would tell us to shut the fuck up around white people because they might lynch your ass because they can't see any other life other than black despair if you open your mouth or step too far out of the line. So like, why are we knowing what we know now? Why would we limit ourselves now to like what we have currently? Like, why won't we keep pushing that imagination when we've seen ourselves overcome the shit over and over and over again? Because people don't feel like there's anything to overcome. Well, that's what I'm saying. You got to envision yourself overcoming it. If you don't envision it, then no, it's not going to happen. So what? Is, so what is the vision here that everybody finds a mate or everybody? My okay, when it comes to Kevin uh, Kevin Sanders in particular, yeah. my vision is having more male leaders who own our who aren't also just egregiously gross and misogynistic and sexist, and we just overlook that part and just say we just focus on the good. Like, why can't we just have someone who just respects people and wants to help people and actually build families? You got Charlemagne. Get out of my face with <laughs> that's your boy. That's your boy. I know what you defended him. But like, why can't that be like the norm? That is my vision. Why can't that be? We have a world where that is the norm. Why? Why is that so crazy for people to see? I don't think that's crazy for people to see. I think that is happening in small communities. So what that I can that's even happening on TV, like yeah, in small know. increments. Yeah, but why isn't that? Why can't well, that? Like, is Kevin Samuels the norm? Is Kevin Samuels yes. the norm on relationship advice, black male relationship advice? I think absolutely he is the norm. It's yes. Kevin Samuels, Myron, and that one clown. I ain't say nothing about it, fresh and fit. I'm just saying, like, we're talking about, like, black male negative relationship advice. Those are, like, some of the figureheads, right? Like, those are some of the leaders. I don't even know what people would consider, because fresh and fit is basically just trolling at this point. I don't even know if they take themselves seriously anymore. I think people like Kevin Samuels have a mindset of, like you said, this is what it is because this is all I've seen, and so this is what I'm this is what I'm going to continue to perpetuate. And what it is is, like I said, deeply classist and misogynistic theologies that's like ingrained into their way of thinking. I think that is definitely the norm as far as like male advice. At least black male advice. I don't I don't really see a lot of cultures, but at least black male advice. Yes, absolutely. On a side note, I'm gonna actually prove you right. I had a, a low-key mentor. Just fucking horrible mentor. <laughs> fucking horrible. What do you mean? Like he knew my mom on property. He was like, boy, you need to be staying in one of the properties. Have you about three, four holes running up in and up out of there, you know? <laughs> like where I had a girlfriend at the time, and this nigga was like. I don't, know why you, I don't know why you got just one. <laughs> like I was fucking up. 
I think it's a you limiting yourself. <laughs> that is hilarious. So I know that there are negative male influences out there. <laughs> um, but man, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that's the norm. I, I think the norm is kind of like <clears throat> I feel like the norm is like more for women on this. You got to get married by such and such time. You know, like women project that on women. I don't think that's mostly men projecting that on women. No, I think, well, like Bell Hook says, like patriarchy knows no gender. I think both parties can perpetuate it just as much. I think Mm -hmm. men just are more capable of doing it on a bigger platform just because men usually have more opportunity to do so. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know the numbers, but yeah, anybody can perpetuate that for sure. But yeah, it's like, and then going back to what I said, like, why can't we envision a world where we're just not attributing all our value to these things that are so, so much in the hands of other people? Like, yeah. when I hear Kevin Sanders talk about what it takes to be a man, like, he was like, you know, go out, get a job. Like, you, if you're not making enough money, go work 60, 70 hours a week, get a job at McDonald's, KFC, whatever, just get a job. And it's like, why are we just telling people to just get any job like this, just like not fulfilling them, not serving them um, in effort to be a man? Like, what if we redefine how like manhood looks? What if we had a society that actually took care of people where you don't have to work 60 something hours a week to just, set, set, you know, survive and to not be emasculated? Like, oh, shit, my bad. Yeah. Um. I guess, man, like, like I said before, and we've talked about this in private, like, if you're going to be out here in this open dating scene and you don't know what the fuck you want and you just say, I'm looking for a partner, da, 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 da. This is, this is what you, this is what it is. Currently. Yeah, I I guess. But like, (laughs) I guess, man. It hasn't always been like this either. And that's another thing, like a lot of dudes are like the way he talks, like he's it's like a shocking revelation of Kevin Simmons does not say like you need to be a high value man. No, like, no, no. He just tells you what a high value man is. Is this what you're looking for? This is what you should expect. If you want to be a high value man, this is what you should attain to do. If you want to, if you want to up your dating value on this, what I'm I'm gonna just call the open market, mm-hmm. like this is how you do it. Or if you can't do anything about it, like your kids, you know, keep that in mind. Yeah. And I think when people are so non-specific and I guess not into themselves to know like what's important to them for a partner, it's like this is this is the this is the prototype. This is the template. You know what I mean? Sure. But again, I think one is mostly based on stereotypes on gross generalizations on completely just false shit in general a lot of it not all of it a lot of it and again it just stops people from just envisioning a completely different dynamic of themselves and that's one point i will will agree with you on that like a lot of people the reason this stuff catches fire so fast is because yeah a lot of people just don't know what they want we talk about this all the time a lot of people just don't know who they are what they want they're looking for answers. They're looking for answers. And so here comes Kevin Samuels giving a certain type of answer that's going to tap into your uh, pain points 
And again, not saying it's all lies, but some a lot of it's just completely untrue. And a lot of it's just exploiting people's pain points. And I just want to see, I just want to see people just envision themselves in just a better state of life, period. Yeah. And have the, the conversation to get there. So again, like I said, it's not so much a Kevin Samuels thing as a how do Kevin Samuels get created kind of thing. Did you ever remember when Kevin Samuels used to talk to women? And he'd be like, how old are you? And be like, you start a rundown, bro. Like, bro, I remember the rundown, but like specifically, you're like, how old are you? And they'd be like, I'm 35. And he would play the shit from Archer. He'd be like, Danger Zone. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Just unnecessary. Nigga said you were in the danger zone of never finding a partner. <laughs> that shit is goaded, bro. Like, just unnecessary. Oh man, but yeah, hey, the, don't the baby, just don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like. That's a baby I'm I'm fine with throwing out. I have no problem throwing that baby out. Totally fine with that. There's a real message in there somewhere for you. Somewhere you can dig through the trash, you you will find. Hey, look, my, my, you getting in the danger zone? You right, man. I'm 34. I'm I'm I might be out of it. I might be hopeless. Right. I might go luckily, ahead and get your cats. Luckily, you're a you're a male. Oh yeah, so I just gotta keep getting some money and I'll be straight. All right. <laughs> um, yeah with the original question man like like how do you differentiate like someone just saying whatever and someone actually saying that something that's potentially harmful I mean I, I feel like potentially harmful is there's a there's a large you know uh you know, it's a skill to it, man. Like <laughs> Kevin Samuel saying women should be married by such and such and you fat and built like a linebacker or something like that. Like, I don't, it's harmful to their feelings. I don't think it's harmful to women as a whole like that. I disagree, but. You're, you're hurting one person's feelings. But it's, it's not one person. <laughs> you're entertaining hundred, uh, hundreds of others. I think. <laughs> I think you're trying to like compartmentalize like the effects of um, just one person versus when the narrative concerns like women in general. I think you're trying to like isolate it to like this is one person's feelings are getting hurt. But like if you look at his comment section, you see like men take this shit and run with it to every woman they be talking about. Do they really? Man, this the Bro, grossest. I, Kevin, I, I never read comment sections because that shit is ugly. Only reason I do is because I, you know, I just have to be objective as possible. Yeah. The worst places to reside are a Kevin Samuels or a Fresh and Fit comment section. Kevin Samuels' comments are so toxic. Because um, one of the best videos I've seen him do, actually, you should watch this one. He did a two-part video with Sham Booty. I saw the one. first. I saw a part of. I saw the little teaser. Oh, you did. Okay. That was one of the more productive conversations I've seen him have. Yeah. And... So it looked like. I'm not gonna lie. What? Love Kevin Samuels. It looked like he was backing down off of his regular stance. Like it was a more, it was a more neutral stance. That's what I'm saying. Like That's it wasn't as radical once he had somebody in front of him. That's what I'm saying. So you have to, but you know, he did say that you know I'm I'm done with a lot of that stuff I was doing. I'm moving on. I started the conversation. Now let's move on to. You know, so he say that. I think he said near the beginning, at least in the te- he said it somewhere in the teaser. 
Well, we know that's not true because like he just did the thirty-five and over woman or leftover woman shit right before he died. I mean, okay, man. Like you, he he means he's progressing towards, not like left behind. You know, I mean, you, you, I mean, you're so literal. He just did the video. God no, leave some room for interpretation. He just did the video. He just did. Leave some room for interpretation. God no, man. He just did the video before he died. Anyway. Well, you are rough, boy. I'm you. trying to give him a compliment right now. He did the video with Shan Booty. Uh, it was one of the most progressive conversations. Uh, only thing I didn't like is when he tried to act like he don't know why people don't like him, which I can't stand when he does that shit. Because, nigga, you know why people don't like you. But other than that, like, it was one of the more progressive conversations. And um, I was going to mention something about that. What was the point I was trying to make? All right, first, I just clicked on some random video. Oh yeah. Men don't like bossy women. Period. No truer words can be spoken. Applause. Four thousand likes. <laughs> that's what that's what I was getting at. And you keep reading them, but even that conversation he had with Shan Booty. Look again, there was no like friction. I even kind of looked at Shan kind of weird because she made it a point to avoid all his controversies, like completely sidestep the shit. You know how someone's just kind of completely on like I'm gonna just tunnel vision this shit she did that shit to the both parts of that video even still niggas was still in the comment section you can go to that comment you can go to those videos now this was still in the comment section dragging this woman being really? still like it was crazy the nigga i remember some comment said <laughs> as soon as because she said something about binary like you know how we look at everything in a binary fashion yeah a nigga was like as soon as i hear a woman uh, say binary i know she should shut the fuck up or some shit like that like <laughs> It was like, <laughs> nigga, why? <laughs> it was just like on go. Oh, yeah, man. I feel like, I would say, I feel like the difference between the two is the person's intentionality behind what they're saying, um, the potential for it to incite violence, like the way they say it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sit down when I'm talking. The potential for this or discrimination or anything. And more than anything, the person's willingness to like self-examine themselves. If someone says like, hey, the shit that you said was kind of kind of off. Like, you know, can you not be so gross with it? If that person's not willing to be like, oh shit, let me let me relook at what I said and how I said it, um, then I think that's more times than not, when that when those two things happen, it's probably gonna be hate speech. <laughs> not for like well whatever I disagree right, you say that to a nigga talk about McKenzie on Instagram live yeah you gotta check him <laughs> but are you 35 McKenzie <laughs> <laughs> what if this like type of like rhetoric was still rampant like when she's 35 though like what if it was still just as relevant as it is today right <laughs> golly We've made no progress. None. <laughs> None at all. So, but yeah, man. I, I like. I think the last part of this conversation was: Do you think, um, sp- speaking of free speech, do you think Elon Musk's um, plans for Twitter is going to open the fl- floodgates for actual hate hate speech to just run completely rampant? I don't know, man. Um, I think it may get a little more radical. Mm. Um. 
because he's like all about like super free speech. Right. But all that free speech could be bad. I hope it progresses conversations more forward instead of keeping people in their little in their little uh, echo chambers. Mm-hmm. But it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> I know that. I do. Um, I know, like he said, he plans to like unban Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know how that's gonna go. Then you get into like fake news. Yeah, because Twitter made like a huge campaign, bro. It's you've got to be a real piece of shit to make like whole companies invest in new technology to stop you from lying. That's just <laughs> wild. That's just actually wild. <laughs> like, bro, like they had to invest. It was Twitter and Facebook no. and Instagram all. Like they were all like, this article is, or this comment has not been proven as true. Yes. Shit's wild. You talking about the COVID stuff or just the other stuff? Bro, like it was just like they just got those features now. And it all started from Trump. That's crazy, bro. Spreading fake news. Um, yeah, dog. Like, I I feel like Twitter is the best conversation platform. Really? I think so, because like for whatever reason, shit stretches so far on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like the, the way people comment and respond, it just stretches much further on Twitter than Facebook because you don't really have to be friends as much with people on Twitter. That's true. Shit seems to just get shared a bit more. You know what I mean? But when you say best platform for conversations, do you think a majority of conversations on Twitter are actually productive? Uh, No, but just speaking with people who, you know, disagree with you, whatever, however you want to say it. Mm. It's just the most interactive platform i agree with that yeah um so you know we'll see uh i know elon musk said my preference is to hew close to the laws of country in which twitter operates the citizens want something banned then pass a law to do so otherwise it should be allowed what the fuck (laughs) pass a law (laughs) like that's just some shit you can just do I think it's if it's really if it's truly like no holds barred, do whatever the fuck you want. I just feel like it's just gonna be potentially incredibly dangerous because like you like you just said, if it's the most wide-reaching platform, then you can spread misinformation faster than you ever could before. Yeah, with no one stopping it. So, and that's part of why this shit's so fucked up now. Like that's why people have so much mistrust in the government. And even in policing and politicians and leaders, so quote unquote leaders, because ultimately we just don't know who's telling the truth. Yeah. And like because there's been this relentless, just relentless attempt to just politicize and commodify every single thing, we just literally don't know who or what to trust. So I've been trying to give people a grace on conspiracy theories a lot more lately because. Even if you say something like absolutely crazy, like I get why you feel that way. Yeah. 
some woman <laughs> this was a little bit too crazy but some woman on my <laughs> timeline was like beyonce killed Aaliyah, and i'm gonna tell y'all why and like i <laughs> read this shit <laughs> i read the headline i was like this about to be some bullshit but i get it like i totally understand why hey, I like, this. hey like if beyonce killed Aaliyah, beyonce blew up like she did nigga that's the crime of the century bro yeah <laughs> That's what I said. A small, a small part of you feels like in some universe that could be possible. That could be possibly true. But we don't know. So it's like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, this shit has, it's already out of control. So to even think of a platform where you just want to have, be completely out of control, sounds crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to like unban hate speech offenders. Like, that should be wild. That should be too wild. Be free. And then they just come out and just you just see nigger, 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 nigger. <laughs> Everything is nigger. <laughs> Stacy would love that shit. <laughs> the way she says nigger is so off put. It's so gross. <laughs> so nasty. Um, oh, so do you so what do you think? You gonna start getting on Twitter more? I'm gonna probably what I'm hoping is my my Twitter experience will be the same way it is now. Because like I told you before, like my Twitter experience now is wonderful because I have a few people I follow and therefore Twitter only has like a few people that suggested me to follow. And all those people are lit. I only get like a, a gross comment every now and then, but I don't search anything social justice related. I don't trust search anything political or... What is your Twitter? Like, what is your Twitter about right now? My shit is about music, and TV shows and movies. That's about it. Kim Kim Foster is the only like I guess you can say quote unquote political person I follow. I got but you. She posts whatever she wants. Like it's not all about feminism. Um. So yeah, my shit is fun. So my hope is that if it stays that way, I hope I will definitely stay on. You know, using it the way I'm using it. But my hope is that it doesn't turn into something completely gross. Damn, Twitter got an updated terms of service and policy privacy policy already. Oh shit! Here it go. I should say you are consenting to being called a nigger at least ten times a day <laughs> by continuing to use our app. Yeah. I got it too. No, oh, you just did it. <laughs> yeah, I did hear this shit. I don't know if you heard about this, but apparently, like Michael Eric Dyson has some like sexual harassment charges and shit—not charges, but allegations. Mm-hmm. Um. I did see that earlier today, so I don't know if that's true or not, but that would be very disappointing. Um, but yeah, man, my shit has been delightful. Hopefully it stays that way. But I'm also trying not to make a whole narrative before I even see the thing actually happen, so let's see what happens, I guess. Yeah. And like, we got a choice. I don't think you get a, I don't think Elon can get a refund at this point, so I think we just... I mean, it's a cash purchase. Like, if you don't come up with the cash, like, it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, man. We'll see. So, any more thoughts? Uh, Atlanta episode nine tonight. Oh man, where did you get this news that Michael Eric Dyson was accused of sexual allegations? Bro? Um, I'll send it to you. Uh, Kim had reposted it. It was back in like it actually happened back in like 2017. Brandon even made white people news because I just searched it on Google. Uh, you know he. That's actually surprising. If you search, hold on. I just searched Michael Eric Dyson news. Just search Michael Eric Dyson sexual harassment. 
Paris Mint. Each spring. So there's one article from this year about it. Oh, two. I haven't heard nothing about it till because apparently Jay Z just put him on his board for this social justice um, initiative from Rock Nation. Yeah, and people are like what? Oh, uh, the super deep woke social justice people were like what? I was like what? Because I was like, damn, that's it. That would be. The allegations are damning enough that he should be canceled. See, they ain't, I didn't see all that. Look at you. Uh, get him out of here. Somebody said something. <laughs> get him out. Well, you know, Stacy has that philosophy. Not to call Stacy on the show, but she does. She said, if you got any allegation, allegation is enough. She said, if anybody said your name the wrong way around <laughs> sexual harassment, you out of here. Yeah. You you did something. <laughs> you did something to earn that. So, yeah. yeah, man, you want to do your thirst? I got to watch. I, I saw that Chet Hank shit. That hella awkward. That short? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, man. Thirst of the week this week is the lovely, beautiful, talented Z-Way. Hey. Hey, she's got a show on Showtime. Um, it's like a sketch comedy slash interview show. Um, she's had a whole bunch of guests on there this season. She's showing our first episode was uh Charlemagne, which you can catch on YouTube completely free. Um, all you gotta do is search Z Way Z I W E and Charlemagne. It should pull up on YouTube. Um, but it's her second season, so she's doing real well. She's extremely funny. Um, her second episode is Chet Hanks, who makes the shit is just super awkward. Hello, awkward. My man is like culturally appropriating, knowing it and denying it in people's faces. And the same at the same time, all at the same time. Very weird. Is she uh, a stand-up comedian? Like, where did she come from? I have no clue, Mike. I haven't done enough research on her. Mm. Um, because I just I just saw that clip the other day when I took when I showed you. Mm-hmm. So this is really fresh, but um she's very dope, beautiful. She's got like this weird fucking personality it's like almost off-putting <laughs> but it's like oh but you're saying smart things at the same time <laughs> so um my kind of woman right check her out um i don't know if this if the whole black girl sketch comedy thing is like really catching on because it that- seems like they're backing it these shows and i mean these networks are backing it a little bit more as long as it's better than Black Lady Sketch Show, then I'm with Bro, it. Black Lady Sketch Show has been renewed for a third season, so I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Who is watching this show? Like, I love Black women and funny-ass Black women. I love them. I cannot get into this show to save my life. Bro. I've tried so many times. Bro, I'm not gonna lie. I've tried to. It's okay. Like, okay, so when they did the... So when they did the whole gang shit, like, the ladies was part of the gang, and they was going over, like, the, it was, like, the orientation, that shit was kind of funny. Was that like the first season? That was first season, yeah. I think I saw that. That was all right. <clears throat> Issa Rae was the... Uh... Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. all right. Everyone watched the shit with Tony. You know, I love Tony Baker. They even did the skit. I saw the skit with Tony Baker. It was all right. 
Bro, they had this shit with some gay dudes. Like, they was doing, like, a fashion show. And that shit, that shit was, like, legit funny. Like, that shit, like, laughed my ass off funny. I didn't see that one. You just hate black women. I love black women. You just hate black women, Carl. Oh, so what did you rate um, Amanda Seals' stand-up special? Oh, I mean, it had some issues, you know, but, I mean, I came from a non-biased, non-toxic masculinity position. Non-toxic masculinity position. Yeah, you know. Free of uh, free of uh, patriarchy critique, patriarchy pre critique. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh. Shout out to all the women on that show. I just it's just not for me, but shout out to all of them. Yeah, Abbott Elementary. That shit's funny as fuck. I gotta watch that show. I've seen that shit is funny as hell. Um, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the lovely Z Way show. I'm sorry, Z Way. Check it out on Showtime. Uh, Z Way. That's all the name of the show is. And she got some African name, I believe. Um, but we're not going to click on another tab because I can't let y'all see my browser history. Oh, All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only fans that has about to pop up. All right. All right, man. Well, we're glad to be back. Um, yeah, we're glad to be back, man. Missed y'all. Oh, man. Miss fighting and laughing in front of y'all. Because that's what we do. So brothers get down. That's how brothers get down, man. This is not beloved at the end of the day. But yeah, we're gonna be back again. Um, I'm hoping to have a special guest on the next episode. If everything plays right, I think that it will before. I don't want to spoil it in case it doesn't work out. But we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, man, thank y'all so much for just hanging with us. Again, sorry about the hiatus, but we back, man. We'll be more consistent. As long as good, good topics keep coming up, we're gonna be consistent. If nothing good comes up, then we might see y'all next year. Yeah. Know. Yeah, man. We love y'all. See you next time. Peace. Now, why are you shooting people? This is the first episode back. You're shooting people. Terrible.